Eat, drink, smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Counts, the podcast where we eat the fine food. We drink the good bourbon. We smoke the fine cigars. And then we talk about things. I am Tony Counts. That's April D. Gregory. That's Fingers Malloy right over there. We'll get to them in a second. But first, the drink, because that's how we start the show. Uh, we're going back to a rye, because April D. Gregory, you love a good rye. We did a rye last, I think it was last week, that she was not a fan of uh, this week. We are doing the Jack Daniels single barrel rye. Now, what makes a rye? Because we talked about bourbon. You got to be 51% corn. Same deal here. You just got to be 51% rye. It's also going to be done in that same kind of barrel. That's how that's going to work. Now, this Jack Daniels, uh, no, known, known for the sour mash, Fingers Malloy, and of course, your childhood. Uh, the, these Jack Daniels uh, single barrel rye is going to have a uh, golden brown color. Uh, the nose, it's going to be ripened fruit mingled with light toasted oak notes, vanilla, caramel, and a rich peppery going down the back of the throat. It also has a pleasant lingering finish, which I saw open up for Oingo Boingo in 1987. Oingo Boingo? So, uh, Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. That's what I said. Did I say Ongo Boingo? I, I thought you said Ongo Boingo. Uh, uh, that's, that's the cover band. I've never heard of either. Um, oh, what? my God. What do you mean you never heard of other? I've never heard of Oingo Boingo. What do you mean? What? How? I was born in 82. Are you a millennial? I'm not. I'm wow, that was quick. I'm a Xenial. That was, that's, that's not even a thing. That's, that's myth. So here. I uh, owned a Xenial TV set back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit ears and everything. Right? So listen, here's how we do it. Here's how we do the, uh, by the way, it is uh, 47% uh, alcohol b- by volume. So we're, we're pretty close. Would that be like, a, what, 100 proof? Is that it? That's how you do you the math? You double the number. Right. Uh, so just close. So here's how you do it. We're doing it neat. And we serve it with, with, a, with a side rock. We got one big cube. So we're going to try it neat and then see where it goes. Now, you did not enjoy rye, April D. Gregory. Last week you were un, you were unhappy. There were tears. I think you wet yourself. I did. You're just just miserable about that. Are you ready for this? I'm ready to give okay. it another try. So, or- so, now it's this smells in terms of the nose is much better. That's so fingers. You okay? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. It's uh, I, I'm not. I'm still trying to get used to a rye because that was my first rye last week. Yeah, last week was the first one. But this is Jack Daniels, so this is right up your it alley. Be. Should be. Right? It's about trying new things. It's not about just doing the same thing over and over it's again. It's experimenting. It's like college. Right. Right. It doesn't mean that you're that way. It just means that you just want to see what the hoo-ha was all about. All right. Drink. Are you all right, April? April just took a sip, and she's not. Oh, she's swish. Are you swishing? It's gar- Is this a gargle? What are you, what are you she's doing She's doing here? the Kentucky mash. Is that? Oh, it's the Kentucky chew. Kentucky chew. I think it's a Kentucky chew. Woo. Is what it's, are you all right there? Is that too much? Was that a thing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, she went for the water right there. Look at that. Fingers immediately went into the ice. Here, I'm, I'm, I'm doing Do mine. It. Hold on. Here we go. Your professional opinion. It's better than last week. Oh, yeah, it is. And I hate to say that because last week was a local Oh, wait distiller. a second. This is, this is good stuff. <laughs> Ooh, first of all, it just hit me right <laughs> yeah. there and I coughed. Um, that is much smoother on the going down. That is far less of a burn. That's that is wow. All right, so the vanilla is absolutely positively there. It's there on the nose and it's there on the on like the, on the front of the tongue. Um, it went down much smoother. The burn is is far far less. Now I still would do this on a cube, no doubt about it. Right? I absolutely. I mean, call me a wimp. I'm fine. 
Oh, and wait a second. There it is. There's the caramel. You don't really, April? Not. Oh, I am. I am. No, I believe you. I just don't love caramel. Wait, wait a second. Allow me to go back. What, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's just awkward. Hold on. It has a, a, a blend of flavors that I'm not oh, saying yeah. are similar to what we had last week, but they're <laughs> right it, there, just once. But just it, one cough. It's so much smoother oh than what we gosh. had last week. And again, I hate to say that because the the one we had last week was a local distiller, right? It was out of Indiana. Um, yeah, I believe it was. But you know what? You know what, Jack? Hot damn! This is definitely better with the uh, the cube. Jack knows what he's doing. This is fun. Right, so what we said last week was, was it, it was fun, it was different, but it was like altogether just harsh. I think it was the bone snapper. Right. All right. It was just altogether, there's nothing harsh about this. And in terms of, of pricing, I think you can get it for less than 50 bucks a bottle. Hold on. Mm. There's a spice to it when it, when it hits your tongue. Um, well, that's not what I'm left with. No, when it hits your tongue, it goes away. But You know what? Now having it on the ice, I think I would have rather had it uh, neat. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is very good. Oh, this is very good. Oh, I'm impressed. That is the Jack Dan. You know what? There's a bottle coming to my house. Are you going to drink the whole glass? I, I, I probably will. I, I know because I never, I, I never finish you. anything. I don't believe you. I never finish anything. Can we, can we talk about uh, Megyn Kelly? Can we talk about Megyn Kelly? Because uh, she's going to get sixty nine million dollars for sitting at home, and and Dreams. I have gone through in a million ways what she has said. And what I am convinced of is the one thing that you're hearing a lot of people say, NBC was looking for any reason to get rid of her from the Today Show and, and, and everything yep. else. The experiment failed, which I agree with, by the way. Megyn Kelly uh, failed in, in her experiment. She failed in the Vladimir Putin interview. She failed in the follow-up interview with Alex Jones, of all people. Um, uh, she wanted to see prove she can handle the controversial figures, and she made herself look, look ridiculous. Um, and they were looking for any reason to put an end to this, right? She set it up by getting into this ridiculous conversation and poorly about costumes and blackface. But that's not like where I'm totally, totally at. Um, I think the story here is, is it so wrong to be to have an honest conversation about something on television? Yes. And is it? it, it wow. Is it something you're supposed to get fired from or is it something you're supposed to engage and follow through in? Well, that's where she made the mistake is we rationally think, yes, just have the conversation. That's what that's what we're supposed to do. Right. Have a conversation on both sides of the aisle. But then she she tries to do that. And all she did was ask a question. She didn't say, well, let's let's be clear about what she said, because what she said is, is it it was a conversation about costumes, a conversation about somebody dressing up as Diana Ross. It was one of the real housewives, which when Megyn Kelly is resorting to quoting the real housewives, <laughs> there's a problem. Uh, and, and so she's like, what's the big deal? You know, that she dressed up and she made her skin a little darker and it was, it was all fine. And, and well, that's not racist. She, I think she was trying to make the argument that the, the, the going as a character like that who's in society is not uh, uh, the same thing as blackface. Now, blackface is racist, period, end right. of discussion. You're talking about going back to the 1800s. You're talking about Jim Crow. You're talking about the, the very concept of, of minstrel shows. It is what it is what it is. If you were a black performer, you had to perform in blackface. It's a crazy, crazy notion. I am glad we're not that society today. Absolutely, we all should be. And I don't think we should forget about it. We should know that it existed so it doesn't happen in the future. 
But that she wasn't saying we should do that. No. She was having a conversation about a costume. She's being treated as if she went on camera in blackface. Right. Yeah. No, no, that's absolutely true. I mean, they literally just decided to peg her as a racist so they could get rid of her. I mean, instead of just saying, okay, your ratings are crap, your show's done, they decided to peg her as a racist instead. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Well, two things. First off, the whole Megyn Kelly uh, experiment to me was set up to fail. Because you had right-wingers who were... $69 million is a lot of money to set someone up to fail. Going to NBC, right-wingers weren't going to follow her over from Fox. They were mad. She deserved all the anger. She was terrible in that debate with with President Trump. And And it wasn't Brett Baer's best performance either. And and left-wingers weren't going to follow her over because she worked for Fox. And was labeled, rightly or wrongly, as a conservative talking head. So I I didn't see the audience there. Secondly... When you think of, like, morning television, they're, like, light and warm and fun. Right, it's Kathy Lee and Hoda. Yeah, so it's not, Let's have a drink. Megan Kelly's cold. You know, she's not the type of... I, I don't think to myself, well, that's a, a good morning host. You know, she's, right. she was more set up for a Dateline show at night. The morning thing wasn't going to work. So NBC realized early on, I think, that, oh, wow, we made a huge mistake. And like you said... I think they were looking for a way to get rid of her. And they're using this. But the problem is they're pegging her as if she's some sort of, of bigot. And, and you would, you'd see online, too, where people were saying, well, you know, Ted Danson. It was like, well, Ted Danson actually came out in blackface. Did he, was he one of those? Yeah, remember, it, I think it was a Friars Club roast. And he was, going with, he was dating Whoopi Goldberg at the time. Oh, God. Wait, she dated men before? Whoopi's not gay. She's not? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg? She goes, uh, swings both ways from what? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's not straight. Settle down, Beck, with your ACDC. Stop. Whoopi Goldberg's not gay. She's not straight, straight. I don't even know what straight, straight means. Like, she's not all the way straight. I, uh, really? No. I didn't, uh, you know what? I have not thought about Whoopi Goldberg having (laughs) sex since this morning. So I'm sorry. I just, I just, I wasn't prepared for the conversation. But when they do that, fingers, because that's where a lot of the conventional wisdom is. They wanted her out. They used an excuse. They got her out. They, they were willing to vilify her. And she went along with it by giving that insane fakakta apology. Right. She should have said, whoa, I had a conversation. People disagree with me. Here's my panel today. Let's talk about this. Because if you watch the original video where she's talking, there's a woman behind her who is black who is nodding along. And I'm sorry, I just don't understand what I'm supposed to do with this entire conversation. Isn't it better that we should then talk about what it is she said and go forward? Is what she said worse than what Bill Maher said uh, about about House and Field? You know, to which Senator Ben Sass didn't say, hey, we don't talk like that. Like, isn't that worse? But he didn't lose his job. Ice Cube comes on, tells him what he's not allowed to say, which was kind of insane to me. Uh, and, and, then, and then they were like, okay, it's HBO. It's fine. It's good. You know, we need Bill Maher. I'm it's just a comedian. Oh, that's oh the, it's that's okay just, if you're a comedian. That's the fallback. It's always okay if you're a comedian. But they could have had weeks of conversation on this and done something good. This, this is a moment lost and NBC is so scared, and that's where we're really into. That's where we are. So afraid of the conversation that they were, it was better to fire and use it as the excuse than say, oh, my gosh, we can do something amazing here. We can do something amazing 
here, and uh, and and they didn't do it. Well, be- that's because you have network executives not interested in a having conversations like that in 2018 because you you know there's too much of a social media freak out if you try to have that conversation. But b they're trying to uh, you know they try to get through the day. You know <laughs> that's what they try. To- it's nothing but putting out fires. And Megan Kelly's fire has been. Uh, burning for a long time. They're trying to figure out a way to put it out. And then they had this opportunity right. to get rid of Megyn Kelly. That's all they're thinking about. They're not thinking about, let's have a national conversation and maybe move us forward. They're thinking about how the heck can we get Megyn Kelly fired. So, first things first. I am now into this ride. This is excellent. This the, the It's the Jack, Jack Daniels single barrel rye. It is terrific. I, I, I mean, it's now, you know, the ice cube is, is fully uh, fully developed in it, if you, if, if you will. You know, it's got a nice chill going on. Mm. I'm happy that you like it. It's you don't like it? No, it's fine. It's not bad. Oh, it's very good. It's very good. You, you got to keep in mind she likes orange juice with champagne. I like champagne with champagne oh. without the orange juice. So that's your drink of choice, champagne. champagne yeah. Is it? Is it the bubbles? I have. Did they make you feel frilly? I've digressed. <laughs> To this point in my life, where champagne is it? Right. No. 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 It, it's 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 a little snooty, a little elitist, a, a little. You know what? I'm the 93 year old year old woman on the Titanic. <laughs> you know, there's a Titanic two coming, right? Yeah. They rebuilt the damn boat, the Rathacon, and they're going to. No, and you can ride on it. Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> Titanic two, Electric Boogaloo, and you and they're going to go the same route. They're going to go the same exact route. So the question is, do you do it or not? I would. I would too. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not going to go down again. No, it has nothing to do with that. You just you don't. Friends don't let friends cruise ship. One what? Of two things, what? No, one of two. things. You don't either, cruise ship? Oh God, no! One I can't of, even believe that. One of two things either happen to you on a cruise ship: either a you get uh, rabid salmonella and die, or b you leave the casino at three o'clock in the morning, never to be seen again. Those are the two things that happen to you when you get on a casino boat. You don't do it. Wait, no, no that's 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 a casino. No, that's a completely uh, different uh, thing. Well, uh, it's, it's not a cruise, cruise ship. No, well, there's cruise casinos ship. and cruise ships. Yeah, yeah I know there are. Yeah, you, you, I, but I don't think that's what he meant. Oh, he fell. He fell off the uh, the rail, and we never saw him again. Oh, he he had a ham sandwich. Like uh, what's her name, Mama Cass, and then she he got salmonella. Like Mama and, Cass, and then and then what kind of reference is that? <laughs> You kids under forty, uh, ask you Jeeves. kids under fifty, Mama Cass. My no, you get a s- cruise ship is, is where you can get crap food all day and uh-huh. all night long, and right. you're telling me that you're not interested no. in getting ice cream at three a.m. No. All and the burritos. Are brown. I don't even believe it. <laughs> the SS and Salmonella the sky is great. No. Have you ever known anybody to get Salmonella on a cruise? I've ship? Been read for stuff. a walk. <laughs> I've read things on the internet. Yes, on a oh. winter's day. That was. Those mamas and papas right there. Anyway, so this leads to this whole thing about fear, which is NBC missing an opportunity and everybody being afraid. Um, Wall Street Journal. Uh, It is 52% of uh, college respondents, college uh, students, uh, feel that they are um, unable to speak up about their political beliefs. On a college uh, campus, when asked if they had, quote, any professors or course instructors that have used class time to express their own social or political beliefs, they're completely unrelated to the course subject of the course. Fifty two percent said it happens often. Often. Now, the best part is so the 47 percent is like it didn't happen often. That doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Often is a totally subjective word. All these professors are talking about their personal things all the time, 24-7, 365. And the kids are afraid 
to speak out. So it's not just NBC that's afraid to have a conversation. These kids are afraid to have the conversation. And then NBC must assume they're going to get whacked by whomever is going to either not even take their money, right? Maybe they'll have some kind of a advertiser boycott if they were to dare have the conversation. Uh, but but it's to their reputation. Andy Lack, who runs NBC, the, the news people over there at NBC News, he doesn't want to get yelled at by Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton's the kind of guy who sits on a stage at Aretha Franklin's funeral with Louis Farrakhan, who is a bigot, who is an anti-Semite. And somehow I got to listen to Al Sharpton about what's acceptable and not acceptable. Uh, over at NBC, anybody's got to be scared of, of him, of this guy, of this bigot. We're all out of our skulls, but everybody... I mean, you guys have you guys have you know different uh, work circles uh, in many places than I do. Is everybody scared? I mean, is, are people just in general scared to talk? Like, out of, like freaked out about it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would be going driving down the street with a Trump pen sticker on the back of my car, or I don't think I would wear a maga a, a, a maga hat maga hat to the mall. We had a discussion uh, where I work, where. Uh, they talked about uh, bullying at work. We had this big meeting about uh, workplace violence, and and one of the things that they mentioned is, uh, you know, you your uh, social media can even be monitored by people at work. If they if it's reported, they'll they'll take a look at it. So I, I think people are, are really scared to, uh, to 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 have a conversation about anything. They keep a lot of this stuff to themselves because, or they they just talk about stuff within their bubbles. But they feel right. safe, and that that just just going to make things worse. Yeah, I don't I don't see where this is a win for anybody. I, the the idea of for the college kid, I get it. They're just trying to get through the course and get the degree and move on with their lives, which is one of the reasons I believe you shouldn't go directly from high school to college. You should take a few years. You should do an internship. You should do an apprenticeship. You should learn some skills, be able to make your own money, uh, get out of your parents' house, and you have some life experience. So when some teacher is threatening you about having a career that you have to listen to them, otherwise you don't get a degree, you can feel very comfortable in telling them to kiss off, which is exactly what you're going to have to do, and then they'll learn. These professors think that they're important. They think that they're valuable. It's because they've got these captive audiences who have to do whatever they're told in order to be able to move on with their lives. And they're spending $60,000 a year in some cases, or 40000 a year in better cases, uh, to, to do it. They're paying to be tortured. Yeah, it's criminally shouldn't. insane. No, when you're paying that much money, you shouldn't have to be subjected to this. Or you shouldn't be afraid of saying something different. Well, some of them want to be subjected to this, right? Like, they believe well, this. Well, yeah, some and, of them do. And, and, and they believe it. They're, you know, this that's is, not this what is you're their... trying to do when you're in your commu- computer engineering class. What does the professor's politics have to do with math and crap or whatever? That all depends. Do you want an A or Nothing. an F? I, it shouldn't be like that, yes, though. Yes, but they like power. I mean, what, right. one of the things they don't talk about. Right, and then they get their tenure, and it doesn't matter what they do in their classes. These professors like the power. No, one's, yeah. no one talks about that. These professors are, are in, you know, you want to talk about fascistic. Uh, I get to say anything I want. You have to take everything uh, that I dish out at you, and if you don't like it, uh, too bad. Go figure out how you're going to make a living somewhere else, kid. What's amazing to me, and of course, I went to school in Indiana, so it wasn't like I was going to UC Berkeley, but my minor was political science, and I didn't have this kind of crap crammed down my throat. And this is, and I'm not talking about this, it was the 1980s when I went to school. I left college, I went back in uh, the early 2000s, and it wasn't crammed down my throat. So I think you can find places that are, are reasonable when it comes to, to faculty interaction with the students and not trying to cram their politics down their throats, but it's, it's, it's something that 
parents really have to, to try to investigate, and I don't know how you do that. Well, I think that part of it is ch- you have to change the system. The only way to, to, to really do it is to first recognize the fact that your kid doesn't need a college degree to be a fully formed adult. There are many places where your kid doesn't need college at all. There are some where, yeah, you do. You absolutely do. But many where you don't. It's not for everybody. We should stop making people think that it's for everybody. And I think Mike Rowe is like one of the best people out there pushing the concept of college does not make you complete. That is a myth. But secondly, if we change the entire dynamic, never mind a gap year, how about a gap five years? How about a gap three years? Go get a job. Go learn skills. Go learn how to be an adult. And by the way, still live at your parents' place. Let's change that concept. Instead of making some kind of embarrassing thing where you got to 18 rush out into the world, learn how to rush out into the world. Mm-hmm. Learn how to make some mistakes. Uh, and, and then grow from there. And then when you're a little more together and a little more put together, then go and say, all right, this is the thing I'm really interested in because I've had some experiences and I want to go try that. And these professors won't be able to push you around a- a- as much. That's, that's the absolute truth. And uh, if, if I could, to, to parents, and I am a believer in this to the point where I'm actually doing it. Uh, the idea that you save for your kid's college education is the most ridiculous, insane, inane concept in the world. Ask yourself this. What would your child be better off with? The $200,000 you're going to spend on college or the $100,000 you could spend on a condo where they could live while they're going to college? Let them take the loans, but buy them the place. Teach them how to have a roommate who's not going to pay them the rent so they learn how to deal with that. Let them learn how to control a budget. And it becomes the investment. If things go bad for you, you have it for a retirement. And if things go good for you, your kid now has an investment and you set them up better. Change the entire thought process is everything. And there's Mm -hmm. something to be said for people who uh, pay for their own education because they respect that money more. If mom and dad is just handing you the money, it's free money. Yeah, but I think nowadays, even with that, that's what we used to think, right? But nowadays, the kids are like, oh, I've got this... Hundred and fifty grand college debt. Somebody should, you know, Bernie Sanders or whoever should just right. write this off for me. This isn't my fault. This isn't my responsibility. Yeah. So that's the new thought. No, not- and, and and that's absolutely true. But but I don't mind that parents pay for for college. I think that for a lot of parents, they feel like that's what they. This is their job to help their child be fully ready, and so they they do. I think take a sense of pride with that. Mm-hmm. But the, the conversation is, I want to help my child get ready. Is college really it? Aren't there four or five other ways you could help them? Saving for their education does not make sense in a modern world. It no longer has the value. It doesn't. There are other things that I think are much more Helpful. You know what? We've got so much more to get into. We got to get uh, to the cigar. And have you left a review over at iTunes yet? We're going to talk uh, about that. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Eat Drink Smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy. Uh, the podcast, by the way, uh, is up there on on the iTunes. It's on the iTunes, as they say. April Gregory. So it needs a review. We're going to get into that. You're going to need to five star it. You're going to need to give it a review. You're going to need to share it with your friends. Tell them to do it. Eat, drink, smoke. It is there on the iTunes. And of course, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Um, so we're drinking the, uh, the Jack Daniels uh, Select Barrel Rye, uh, which is, sorry, April, this is good. 
this yes. is good. This is worthwhile. This is this is your friend right here. Um, I'm impressed. The uh, I, we put. I, I think I still would rather do it neat than over the cube, but it's working for me over the cube. Let us get into the eat portion of what we do. It is Halloween, of course. This is the time of year when you uh, are allowed to be slutty, uh, and because uh, everything is pick pick the pick the costume. It is you know uh, you, you want to be a pumpkin no. Slutty pumpkin. You want to be a nurse? Nope. Slutty nurse. You, you want to wear be leather pants? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yo, leather pants slut? Sure. Great. The, Fantastic. The, the hashtag Slutty. Halloween costume on Instagram is, is pure gold, Tony. <laughs> is it, it? It, is, it is the best holiday of the year, do I, bar none. Do I, do I need to be alone right now? Uh, with a cigarette, yes. Is, is that it? Oh okay. Oh, my God. That's fine. So, so we are reviewing the Halloween candy. Now, now this is we not about reviewing all the Halloween candy. What, what I've done here children is i brought you some of my favorites i didn't actually find my absolute favorite my favorite candy is the nestle crunch but since that's french it is the hershey crackle right that is the american way Wait, to what? do it we don't crunch we crackle that's yes nestle is french i go with uh, the the hershey pa people and i go with the, the the hershey crackle right that's the way i do it but i i have here some classic candies some that i adore and some that are pure, unadulterated evil, to quote Time Bandits. Uh, so, so I bring to you, and, and I start you off with something very, very simple, the Kit Kat. The Ooh. Kit Kat is perfect candy. Thank you. Uh, it is uh, the Twix before it got all, you know, snooty with the whole left-right thing. We're not interested in your politics. The Kit Kat just wants you to break it yes. and eat it, right? That's, that's what we're talking about here. So we're talking about the wafers. We're talking about uh, the chocolate here. This Just, is my number one or two. This is, it, it, it should be. It, you, you're not a fan of this one? Oh, no. I'm just looking at it thinking it's going to go straight to my thighs. No. Well. You're going to need a Diet Coke mm. with that? It's yeah. okay. It's good. Yeah. It's just a standard good. You, you'll eat it right out of your kid's Halloween thing. Yep. This is Perfect. one of the top two I'm going for out of my kid's bucket. Now, I, li- I like it. I'm a fan of the Kit Kat. It's standard. Then... I actually like Milky Ways a lot. I am a fan in every way. Why? Because nougat is your friend. Is this the one that has nougat? Yeah, Milky Way or- is what happens when you don't have any Snickers. So I'm guessing you did not have any Snickers. Oh, I totally had Snickers. I just didn't. I, I, why, you would have a Snicker over a milk? That's mil- the best one. That's literally the best piece of candy. Yep. What? That's the best one. The Snickers is the best yes. piece of candy? What makes you come to this? Uh, All of it. Yeah, the Snickers is the best, especially, and it, it really depresses me that Dairy Queen eliminated the Snickers Blizzard because that was they by did? far the best dessert you could get. Oh my god! But um, my favorite uh, candy they don't make anymore. Milky Way is good. I mean, right Milky Way is good. It's I didn't okay. know you were a Snickers fans. It's just the. It's just you know. If the, you were eating a Snickers right now, would you be less cranky? Yeah. Well, what is the best candy, Fingers Malloy? There was no, a can- no chew and eat. Chew, there chew was a talk. there was a candy bar in the eighties growing up. I don't know if you remember it or not, Tony. Um, April, of course, you're way too young to even have this discussion. Uh, with don't even. Um, the marathon bar. Huh? It came in a white package. The marathon bar. It was a thin layer of caramel, kind of like a Charleston chew, without the white filling. So just caramel. And it was really thin, and it had holes in it, and it was covered in milk chocolate. And you would bite into it, and you'd pull it out like that, and you could it could be a foot away from your from your mouth, and it would still be a long string of caramel. And it was the best candy bar, and they don't make them anymore. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. But that sounds awful. That sounds awful. I don't want I don't want stringy. I, I need a mozzarella stick. 
And then I'll have nice uh, string. Oh, no, that doesn't sound good at all. Oh, and now there is, of course, the official mm. candy. This is the Reese's Peanut Butter mm-hmm. Cup. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, kids. Now that, that is a perfect piece of candy. This doesn't is, matter who you yep. are. Doesn't matter where you are. Frozen, unfrozen. Mm-hmm. Um, chocolate and peanut butter is just the world-class sensational combination. And goes well with the rye, by the way. But I need to, I need to interject um, mm. some pickiness. Oh. This is obviously oh. the standard. Oh, I'm having a moment. It's, it's improper. Oh, oh. Okay, we'll give you a second. Oh. Okay, so this oh. is the regular Reese cup. It's the regular oh. shaped Reese cup. However, for Halloween, you can get the pumpkin shaped Reese cup, which I did Reese. have. Reese's. Reese's. How do you, you say it? Reese's. Not Reese. I say Reese. I was born in Indiana. They were not. Holy crap. So, anyway, Reese cup. What? So, they know. have a pumpkin shaped one for Halloween. However, it is not as good because the ratio of chocolate to peanut butter is off because of the shape. Don't mess with classics. Right. You cannot mess with it. But they have the they have the Easter one that's the egg shape. That's still the good ratio. Yeah, the Halloween one t- tastes like a Reese cup. The ha- I hate you. <laughs> the Halloween right. Reese's pumpkin is off. So you got to stick with the regular shape. Now, you'll notice that in, in my, my decision of three candies that are universally loved Mm -hmm. they're all chocolate based because in the end candy is chocolate and people who think otherwise are wrong we're not we're not we're not no 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 no, fingers don't we're not debating here these are the facts as presented candy is chocolate things that are not chocolate are something else wrong they might be good but they are something else let me give you an example of something that isn't candy starbursts i was about to say starburst is one of my favorite candies starburst is awful Starbursts are, are Starburst is what happens when you have leftover spackle and food coloring. Starbursts. It's a terrible, terrible candy. You know what's a terrible candy? Skittles. You know why? They Skittles look like M&M's. Awful. Yes. They look, it's unfair. Oh and if you God, tell somebody, is. hey, I have some M&M's and I took a handful Mm-mm. and it turns out that they're Skittles, not only are we not friends, but you're missing your puppy. Skittles are heavier. Right you you should be able eye. to know just by picking them up that they aren't M&M's no, because they are heavier. Out. I never so checked wrong. the atomic weight of my what, candy. Then you're not trying hard enough. So let me give you, okay, so I've, I've now explained to you that these, there are, there's candy and then there's not candy. Then there is these two things here. I clearly, this is the first time ever where I've, I've understood that obviously as a Gen Xer, I'm older than other people. And I'm certainly older than my children and other people's children because their love of all things sour and, and of fruit is absolutely insane. And it makes no sense. What they consider to be candy is, is, is remarkable to me. I start... With the Sour Patch Kid. The Sour Patch Kids, which you will eat right now, both of you. Oh, I will While love it. I watch. Um, I can do the Sour Patch. Okay, are supposedly sour than sweet. It feels like a little harder gummy bear. All right, you know what? So awful I refuse to do it, but I'm going to watch you guys are do you it. Are you serious? Ugh. I'll eat yours. Yeah, well, there you go. I'll eat the yellow or the They're orange. terrible. They're, fingers, where are you on this? You're You're chewing. If you hand them to me, I'll eat them. Is right. that right? I'm yeah. not going to go buy this, but no. I will eat this for sure. Yeah. If you have like some sort of uh, candy itch that needs to be scratched, oh, yeah. I'd eat these. It. You're both the worst people in the world. Not a chance. I wouldn't eat it. You tore into both bags. I did. Look well, because I don't want the yellow and the orange ones. What the hell? Aren't they all the same? No. Yellow and orange is gross. So is purple. 
I love the fact, uh, you know, nothing kills me more than when colors are flavors. <laughs> what flavor do you want? Purple? It's not, it's not a flavor. It's not. <laughs> why, why, do, why do we have this? It's not a thing. What's wrong with you? Because people? that's how we get medicine when we're kids. We're like, oh, you got to have the purple medicine today because you're sick. Oh. Or it's By orange. People are going to be complaining about the chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Now, now, here I present to you the dumbest, most awful, most terrible candy I could think of. And, I'm and not I done already, with my sour. No, no, no it's all right. It's okay. You it's better okay. finish because you're going to have to eat three bags of this crap he's about to hand no, you no, right no, now. No, no, I know, April. Listen, you want to be part of the show. You I'm gotta, not eating you it. You got to take one for the team. Yeah, you are. If I have to eat it, you have to eat you, it. You just eat what you're given. Um, these are Swedish fish. Uh, I can think of nothing more awful than the Swedish fish. Oreos. One, there was once a Swedish fish Oreo. And, and for that alone, the company should be shut down by the federal government. I would, I would rather uh, chug the whole bottle of rye than eat those Swedish fish. Oh, so here, here, listen. Here it is, right here. Swedish fish. And for you, Fingers Malloy, Swedish fish. It's not candy. It's, it's, it's like gummy bears. Gummy bears are terrible. Gummy They've bears are amazing. This is It's gross. the same thing. No, what do you it mean? You can't. Not. Why? So, so you're anti-fish? These taste different well, than yeah, gummy bears. You're pescatarian all of a sudden? I am. But you're fine with eating bears. Yeah. That, that's your cool with. What's the description of the flavor on this? Gross. Um, the description is gross. I know, first of all, I want to say they're made in Canada, which could be part of the whole uh, uh, problem. I don't know. What's, they, it's, it's sugar, invert sugar. I don't even know what that is. Corn syrup. Three different ways to say sugar. Modified cornstarch, citric acid, white mineral oil. Oh, oh, look at that. It's essential oils in here, fingers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Natural and artificial flavor. Even. Red 40 and... Uh, Carnuba wax. That's what's in here. Did you eat one? No, I didn't get to eat one. Tony. The best part is, if you take a look at the at the wrapper, you know what it says? A fat-free food. Oh, good. And it tastes like a fat-free food. Right? It's fine. That Next exactly. thing you know, Nutella is health food that you should feed your kids on a daily basis. Nutella is gross. <laughs> These are fine. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, this is the worst. You, you, wait, April's not okay. I know. I hate them. Really? It's, hate- it's just, it's gross. It smells bad. The whole thing is just... Ugh. They're just there. Oh. I don't see. I don't see anything wrong with these. The whole, the whole. No, but you're not. Texture, you're not running. Whole... You're not running to the candy store. Give me, say, give me three pounds of Swedish fish. But... People do that. No, I don't no, get that don't. at all. Yeah, they might. They might. They're 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 the worst. Speaking of Canadians, the worst, probably. Speaking of the worst people and Canadians, Chelsea Handler, who I don't know. If she's you didn't Canadian. bring enough candy. I, I listen. You can have the rest of mine. I just brought something to taste. I only took little bites of mine. Like. You get rid of a whole entire Kit Kat yeah, stick? Yeah, no, go ahead. What is happening here? I, yeah, what I was, are you doing? Just, I'm just trying it. Getting, trying it. I don't understand. I'm, what? Anthony. I have a very delicate system. So, Chelsea Handler. Uh, this, this happened <laughs> a, a couple of uh, a weeks ago. But I still thought it was like one of the craziest things ever. Where Chelsea Handler, who, who used to have a talk show on, on Netflix, she had a talk show. I don't have a talk show. You gave Michelle Wolf a talk show. I don't have a talk show. All I'm saying is, uh, uh, Tony Katz wants a talk show, and, and I promise more ratings than both those people combined. I ga- guarantee it. Or, you know what? First six months, don't even pay me. First six months, don't even pay me. I will bring you more, I will bring you more people, more followers, more people into it than either of them combined. It's true. You would. Six. Thank you. Wait, tell him again, April Gregory. It's true. He would. There it is. There it is. If, if, if April Gregory's lying, she'll eat Swedish fish and nothing but for a whole month. Then, of course, she's going to have to see a gastroenterologist. 
What, what does it look like when you go to the bathroom after eating nothing but Swedish fish for a month? What red. is that? What is that like? It looks April? red. Yeah, well, that's that's one way to put it. So Chelsea Handler decides that she's going to make a joke the other day about Lindsey Graham. Um, and it was on October 11th, I guess it was. It was National Coming Out Day. I didn't know. They've got a day for everything. I'm sure there's a National Swedish Fish Day, which is also known as This Day Sucks Day. Um, but they have a National Coming Out Day, because I guess when you're gay, you need a, a national day for, for coming out. I don't, I'm not sure how it came to be, but it is. We're not supposed fine. to care that you're gay, but, but you but need to have a party about it. You know what came up day. with this? Hallmark. Have you seen the whole Hallmark coming out day card and balloon section at your local drugstore? I have not. I have not. Buy the Swedish fish. So, so uh, by the way, uh, I haven't seen it. Don't don't live in a closet. Be you. It's 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 okay. Unless unless, unless you you're want a jerk. To live in the closet. Live in the closet if you want to, or don't. We don't no, care. No, I, I don't. Th- I don't think anybody should be forced to. How about that? No, but some people don't want to come out. No, that's up to them. Totally right. true. Totally yeah. true. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm personal preference for sure. Yeah. No, no question. No question about it. You do you. But she, Chelsea Handler, decided this was a perfect time to make a joke about Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, who is uh, not married. Um, there have been always rumors about him. And she said, if you're wondering why Republicans took a sick day today, it's because it's National Coming Out Day. Looking at you, Lindsey Graham. She's got jokes. <laughs> She's chock full of the ha-ha. I thought it, it, you know, just to your point, come out, don't come out. It's totally your call. Right. Now we're making fun of people for coming out. We're making, she's basically saying, hey, guess what? Lindsey Graham is gay. Let's make fun of him. Or is, is, that, is, is that what's supposed to be funny? Or was she trying to make fun of him to the point where he did come out and he didn't want to? You think, oh, you think she was trying to out him? Was she trying to out him? Which is, from what I hear, very, very bad. Neither thing is funny or okay. What no. was she trying to do? We don't know what she was trying oh, to do. I, I have a theory. You do? They so uh, do not understand the, the thinking of right-wingers that they think that, that saying something like that, questioning a right-winger's sexuality, will really get underneath his skin. They're really upset with Lindsey Graham still from the Kavanaugh hearings and his Spartacus speech. Except he didn't call himself Spartacus. Right, because he's not an ass. Right. But uh, that's the, oh, oh, you want to get under a right winger's skin? Call him gay. That'll really get to him. That's, that, that's my theory. Yeah, I think you're but to do But to do it, you still have to go down the road of saying, okay, here I am, Chelsea Handler. Here I am on the far political left. Here I am pretending to be all kind and decent and loving and caring and inclusive and all these things. And now I'm going to say of a whole bunch of people who I'm supposedly aligned with, you are a punchline. How does it work for her? I know how it works in the world of comedy, how a, the flip remark about the this and the that and the stereotypical and all are supposed to work. But how does it work for the so-called comic who's built their whole life, their entire existence now isn't about com- comedy. It's predicated on the idea that they are nicer, better, kinder, more loving, more caring, more decent, more honorable than other people. To, to me, that's, that comment is ten times worse than anything Megyn Kelly said. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a good point. I guess Megyn Kelly had a job to give up, and, uh, and uh, Chelsea Handler didn't. Moving forward, though, Chelsea Handler will be hireable, and Megyn Kelly will be poison but in she's the al- industry. But, that's, but who- that's a different thing, right? That, that she's, they're, they're always hireable. 
Jamel Hill referred to the president as a white supremacist, got another job. No, but that was okay because she was talking about President Trump. If a white person had said that about President Obama... That's a black supremacist? Yeah, you're done. See, that, but however, like I, I, I also would have said that that's false because, as, as everyone knows, uh, President Obama is an Obama supremacist, right? President Obama puts himself above all things. He is the one who transcends all. Right. Let me tell you, this whole idea that somehow Trump is this magnificent, giant egomaniac and we need a guy like Barack Obama again. Do you know how many parallels I can draw? In the egos between these two guys, not in the policies, not in the actual way they treat people, not what's reported. Yeah, Trump does way more on, on social media. Obama left it for speeches and in, and in a person. But yeah, Obama's, Obama's all about Obama. Did he care about uh, bankrupting the Democratic Party? No. Does he care about the people of Chicago when he's putting in uh, this, this uh, nonsense museum and whatever else is going on with the sweetheart land deal? Wait, you... Uh, the sweetheart land deal is is out of control. The land that he's getting in Chicago in order to put in uh, this this library, and it's supposed to be this whole center that's going to really help revitalize the South Side. It's not going to, you know, you know, it's not going to revitalize a damn thing. But oh yeah, he's an Obama supremacist. He sees about him totally. I, now, by the way, that's not to diminish the idea that white supremacists are out there. And let me tell you, uh, they they hate Aron Israel Ben Label over here as much as they 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 hate whoever it is you think they hate. They they're not they're not happy with the Jews. I I, I fully believe that, and I've I've been saying this for a while that Donald Trump isn't any different than any of these other politicians. The only difference is is that he's kind of ruled more by his id, and he's unpolished. So he lets all of this come out. It's all on the surface, and it's all on Twitter. Where at least these politicians, like you're mentioning, uh, you know Barack Obama or say John McCain, God rest his soul. I I, I think that they were every bit as thin skinned as Donald Trump. It's just that they were more disciplined about showing when when to be oh, thin skinned no. and when right. not. To be I but I wouldn't say that about John McCain. I don't think John McCain was disciplined at all. It's just people decided to accept it as the maverick fighting spirit. They created a a, a brand around it. No no no. Uh, I would say that he was thin skinned. Um, uh, and uh, uh, at least, at least, especially those, these these later years of being a, a senator. Uh, but they just wanted to say that he was a he was a fighter. I feel more well, once he died, and because he did not like Trump. Once he died, the left kind of well, swarmed around him like he was nother. some sort of yeah. That's a whole other topic. And I know you may be wrapping up the segment, but I, I think it's 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 worth to point out since we you know started this with Lindsey Graham. How much has Lindsey Graham changed ever since? John McCain passed away. It's it's almost like an entirely new they politician. Two point for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do. even even it's rubbing off on like Grassley, and they're all just kind of the old men are just kind of coming out fighting now. It's I love it. I love it. More to get to. Eat, drink, smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Uh, we, we, we're reviewing the Jack Daniels uh, Single Barrel Rye, which I think is really good. Fingers thinks is okay. Um, April Gregory has moved to Champagne, um, basically is what happened here. We reviewed Halloween Candy. Uh, you can catch that, of course, the podcast. You missed any uh, part of it. Um, and uh, well, I don't know how you missed any part of it. You listen to it right now, but some people are watching because we stream it. From time to time, we're doing that right now on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Uh, and uh, we are now into the cigar portion of what we're doing. But before we do that, 
before we review the cigar, which is, by the way, uh, the Julius Caesar from Diamond Crown, the podcast is now available on iTunes. We've been waiting. We've been uh, testing. We've been making sure we've got it right. That day was never going to come, so we put it up anyway. Uh, it is there on iTunes, uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke. So first thing I need you to do, while you're, while you're watching it, while you're listening, you got to go over to iTunes. you got to subscribe to the podcast, and then you have to give it a five-star review and give us an actual review. Because so far, uh, so good. It just uh, launched a couple of days ago. We are all five-star ratings. Um, uh, here, here is one. Uh, here's Erica Sylvester. A new favorite podcast. This group provides fun commentary on serious political issues. Oh, look at us. Look at us. That's We're super fun. That's we super fun. fancy. Um, uh, and then uh, she says they are thoughtful, smart, and witty. Wow. Look at us. Um, uh, then there's uh, uh, Husker28. A man among men and a genius above all others. Uh, fingers, I think they're talking about me. You okay with that? Swedish fish. Great podcast. I'd love to eat, drink, smoke, and converse with this gentleman. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Master Sergeant, USMC, U.S. United States Marine Corps, retired. Well, uh, got to keep that up. Um, Here is one from Lynette McCarthy, a snazzy podcast. Love the booze. Lynette, we love you. Ah, look at that right there. Look at that right there. And then, um, uh, um, what is this, All Hot and O'Cattle? All hat, no cattle. All hat and no cattle? All hat and no cattle. Is that it? Get it? I don't know what that means. It's like a cowboy without cattle. Oh. Oh, now I get it. Now I I, I know. A mix of all things that makes life good. Alcohol, food, and a woman who smokes a cigar with a dash of politics. Again, talking about Fingers Malloy. That's right. Uh, That's very, very nice Makes me feel pretty. I thought I had one fan in my life. So go over to right now. Go to iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast. Review it. Five-star review the thing. That you got to do. And then write something nice. Write something, you know, that make people be like, ooh, I should listen to this. You know, that would be greatly uh, uh, appreciated. We are going to take all the reviews. Everyone who's actually left a review uh, by the end of October. We're going to do one at the end of October. We're going to do one at the end of uh, November. We're, the big one's going to be the end of October. And we're going we're gonna to pick a winner. Uh, we are, have been working furiously on the new uh, logo and uh, getting the, the, the new swag. And we are going to send you a, uh, a uh, gift basket of swag. And uh, we are each going to include one of our favorites uh, that we have reviewed uh, thus far uh, in that. That's what you're going to get. That is what someone is going to win. So everybody who's already done it is already entered. Uh, and then uh, you're going to get stuff. Listen, I don't know the cash value of the stuff. I don't know if it's even legal to give stuff. It might be. Maybe it's not legal. Can you, can, does care. like iTunes get angry? We don't care. Like, everybody like, does it. They got rules. Everybody, everybody, oh, everybody does, does if, it. If they, everyone's jumping off a bridge, would you do it too, Fingers? Well, I have, as a matter of fact. Oh, well, I don't even College know. is a long time ago, though. I don't even know what that means. Um, but we just want to say thanks, and we really do uh, truly appreciate it. So go give the reviews. Give the reviews. It's Spe- the best thing you can do to help us right now is leave a review. It's very, very important. Do you, do you want to you give your own personal plea, April Gregory, about why, why it matters? I think I just gave the plea. It just matters because on iTunes, if you want to get your podcast out there and if you want people listening to it, which we really do, you have to have the reviews to get it up there at the top. We need you to go leave reviews right there now. There it is. There it is. Right there. Speaking of reviews, this right here that we are smoking, this may be the strongest cigar I've done for you guys uh, by far. It's intense. Which is weird because I don't think uh, that the people over there, J.C. Newman, would think of this as a strong cigar. This is the uh, Julius Caesar from Diamond Crown. This is the pyramid uh, uh, in, in shape. 
is what this is. So this is a six and a half by 52. So we're getting very close to a Churchill size um, and with a, with, a, with a fair ring gauge. This is an Ecuadorian Havana seed wrapper or Havana, I should say. Havana seed wrapper. Um, and uh, the filler is, as they describe it, a robust blend of Central American tobaccos. It's a little bit in that you're not sure what it is uh, that, that, you're, that you're getting here. The recommended beverage, by the way, from these people, water. They don't want you messing it with anything. They don't want you having oh, anything else uh, to, to touch with it. Um, this is, uh, without a doubt, one of the stronger cigars I, I have given to you guys uh, uh, at all. Now, construction-wise, Diamond Crown's going to do fine work. They're going to do absolutely fine work. So you should have an easy, simple, smooth burn from beginning to end. The, you know, you talk uh, fingers about ash yeah. and the concept of long ashes. This is a cigar that will last. Don't, don't ash it. I, Leave it I, be. I, I just picked it up. You know, see, see, see where it takes you all the way down the line. I think this is a cigar that's going to be able uh, to, to hold. This is a cigar that's going to give you leathers. This is a cigar that's going to give you uh, tones of chocolate, especially as you get into, I would say, the second third uh, of, of, of the cigar. Um, there are some that review this that tells you it'll give you some kind of touch of citrus. I haven't found it. There, there, no, no part of me has found that. Uh, whatsoever. So I've never yeah. once encountered any level of, of, of citrus uh, on here. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned some, some chocolatey kind of flavors. It's this, is, this is a earth uh, leathery uh, engaged to be, I think, a touch in, in that, for me, a little bit sweet and with a little bit of a, of, of a spice coming, coming at the very, very end. That's where it is. This is a cigar that's going to play much differently in the second third than the third third. Uh, this is not a golf cigar. No. This is uh, one of the recommendations I saw as a two-hour cigar, which means you're supposed to take your time with it. You're supposed to uh, give it a moment. You're supposed to be in a place where you can relax with it. So you're, you're the, 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 I think the un, unwitting strength of the cigar, because I think that, that's what it is you're experiencing. Me, it's, this is just a good cigar. Um, Will slow you down as well, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What's the recommended cut on this? Um, so, so, since it's a pyramid, so it's going to come to a point at the end. I would do a straight cut, but um, some people recommend doing a straight cut at an angle. Here at Blend, and we always record. Uh, well, we most often record uh, at Blend Bar Cigar, BlendBarCigar.com. Indianapolis is the uh, the home location. They have locations in Pittsburgh, in Nashville, and in Houston. Uh, it's a Davidoff uh, bar, uh, but they have a a, a wonderful selection. Uh, one of the best staffs uh, that's out there. BlendBarCigar.com is is who they are. Um, they cut it straight. I have seen people, and I've done this before. I have cut the pyramid on an angle. Uh, before trying to get play different levels of play with the draw, which for me is always a big deal. The draw of the cigar, if the flavor is a meaningless mangle of muck, if I don't have a cigar that has a good draw, if it's not easy, it's not fun, what's the point of the whole damn thing? Right. Um, but this was done straight, and I think it's working out very, very well. I'm, I'm pleased. It's very, uh, my thought is it's very tobacco-y. Like it's okay. Like you're smoking five cigarettes in, in one right now. Oh my god! You're not. You make me as sad as anybody. She I just said she's referred like, to a cigar as a cigarette. Like like she had five parliaments in her hand right now. That's what she said. Like oh a, my god! Parliament. She tied them together with a garbage tie. Oh, I love this cigar so much. <laughs> I mean, at least marble reds or something. Oh, marble just reds! Kidding. I'm sorry. 
No, it's just a very tobacco-y cigar. Whereas I feel it like has Bobby less, Weinstein. I feel like it has less flavor. Okay. Intense flavors of, as others that Intense we've had. Intense flavors, yes. You're definitely, if you want to talk about it as an earthy cigar, a little bit more of uh, almost a dirt and those leathers and those 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 like more the richer dirt, the dirt that tobacco grows out of yes that's okay. then then you're absolutely correct um, but to in any way connected to a cigarette uh, is shameful is sh- and it might be your last day you're here holy crap that's that's just the, the, the I didn't worst. finish my rye I, I called this a cigarette uh, and we 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 come to the <laughs> podcast just this time. Just as uh, the arrest was made. I ate a freaking you know, Swedish fish for you, so you better yeah, you be did. nice to me. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> that's not a euphemism. Uh, so the, the arrest made in the, these packages, 13 packages sent around the country to Democratic leadership uh, and, and, and others. An arrest made. Uh, this guy who is the weird. It's the weirdest story in the world. Um, a, he's, he was a former stripper. He managed a strip club. He uh, was an exotic, I said stripper, exotic dancer thing. He was working as a bouncer in a club. Um, he's uh, got he's, he's pictures of him in the Make America Great Again hat with the, with the van with all the pro-Trump uh, and Pence stickers. And he sent these 13 bombs that aren't bombs but still were incendiary devices to the point where they were unstable in many cases and had to be destroyed before they could even be sent to Quantico to be uh, analyzed. Uh, this is the guy who gets arrested. This whole story is out of control crazy and to me the single most important part of this that's out of control crazy is oh he was a registered republican you see he was a registered republican what the bloody hell the james hodgkinson is the guy who shot up the softball game almost killed steve scalise and if there weren't two cops there from the capitol police he would have killed 10 15 members of congress he would have killed them and oh he's a, he's a bernie bro oh yeah he was, he was a registered leftist what matters more I'm glad that they caught this guy, this this loser, I don't, I don't, whatever his name uh, was. Uh, was it Caesar? I think yeah. it was Caesar. Caesar Sayoc. Sayoc. Right? And now, uh, according to the Miami Herald, uh, they're not done with the investigation. They think there's somebody else out there. They don't think he worked in any way, shape, or form alone, at least from some, what some of this reporting is right now. But is the most important thing in the world that he was a registered Republican to prove, see, Republicans are violent or Holy cow, there's someone out there so insanely angry that they're going to send bombs and fake bombs to people? Real fake? They work? They kind of work? What's important is depends on who you're talking to. If it's the mainstream media, then of course it's important to, to know his party affiliation, especially if they can pin it on a right winger and a Republican, because then they tie it back to Donald Trump and his rhetoric. You don't do that sort of thing. When it's a lefty, there are no reporters running up to, to, to Democrats with a microphone in their faces asking them if maybe they should uh, tone down their rhetoric. But boy, oh boy, if something like this happens and it's a right winger, then uh, the reporters immediately want to tag, uh, you know, uh, right wing uh, politicians. Yeah, that's the horror. That's the horror of the age we live in right now. The horror of the age we live in right now is is the. Not only the, the want of that, right? They want to be able to tie it, but they don't care about anything else. They won't, and they won't do it on the, on the other side. They won't do it in total or in toto, right? If they want to cover all of the insanity that's going on out there, that's fine. They don't want to cover all the insanity that's going on out there. Susan Collins, senator from Maine, had ricin sent to her house. It was a half-a-day story. It was freaking ricin to a U.S. senator. It wasn't even a half-a-day story. It was one news cycle, and this is 
cable news. So there's a new cycle every seven seconds, April. Well, I mean, the whole thing is bizarre. I mean, they labeled him the MAGA bomb from the instant it happened. They were calling him the MAGA bomber. So right. they were already trying to pin this on a, a right winger. Um, but the whole thing is just insane. It doesn't even make sense. How did he mail all these things? And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. I just, there's more that do you we, think there's more information than what we know. Something, wait, wait, you, things wait, are not wait, adding up. Hold on. What Uh-oh. do you think doesn't add up? Well, these things, these packages were sent. Why weren't the stamps canceled on the packages? If you mail something in the mail, you're getting a postmark across the stamp so they cannot be used again. They were not done on these packages. And so did they not go through the post office? Were they hand-delivered? Um, so here's who what was I, doing all this? Here's what I, what I, what I think I can say. Um, I am not a conspiratorial guy. There's really no part of me that has ever been a, a conspiratorial guy. It's just not how I work. It's not how I operate. It's not how I, I, I think. Um, I think it's absolutely more than possible, if not probable, that one guy could uh, send things out, could mail things out. I think it's possible that uh, he could have taken a, 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 a trip and, and, and engaged a courier service. I think, I think it's all possible. I do think it's weird that there were some stamps and then the next thing you know, you don't know what the, what, what, why they weren't canceled or mm-hmm. what, what the heck happened. I think that's legitimate to say. But I don't think that uh, it, it would be right to say, oh, no, this is clear. It's clearly all made up. I don't have the evidence of that. I have what the FBI has told me Something's so far. Something's happening. And it's when I see that the FBI is continuing, I'm like, okay, I wonder what else they come up with. I wonder if there's another arrest made. I do wonder these things. Yeah. But I'm still uh, very much focused on, on the concept that, holy crap, someone is out there sending so angry that they're sending bombs to people. That's the part that, I, that we seem to have glossed over in America right now. Well, can we, can we go back to that point you were making a little bit ago about Susan Collins and having the powder sent to her house? It wasn't too long ago that... Wasn't Donald Trump Jr.'s house? They uh, someone sent white powder to to his home. It was. I thought it was Eric Trump. Wait, was, was it Lara? Was it? Well, it was one of the. I, I don't it was know. It was one of the Trump kids, though. Yeah. Can we agree? It was one, one of the of, Trump kids. One of their wives. Yeah. And the wife opened up the package. Now, and I hate doing this because it's easy. It, it's it's low hanging fruit. But if if someone sent that to to Chelsea Clinton's house and uh, her husband opened it would be a news story and rightfully so for several weeks and we would have to know who did this but when it's 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 one of Trump's kids or if it's Susan Collins or if it's Ted Cruz's office it it it's very barely a blip on CNN and that's that's the heart right if we, if we want, I don't mind people covering this story I don't mind knowing of who this guy not. is I'm just glad the, the the guy's off the street but let's cover all the things and oh by the way don't be so angry that you're sending bombs to people. Don't be so angry that you think you should be able to shoot up a, 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 a baseball game. Don't be so angry that you could say to yourself, punch a Nazi. Don't be so angry that you're attacking ICE agents and turning the streets into your own personal toilet. Don't be so damn angry. Jesus, this, why do you think we do the podcast? Have a drink. Sit with some friends. Relax. What the hell? Chill the fuck out. Can't, chill, chill. Can't, can't go one show without no, dropping an F-bomb. She can't. <laughs> Um, no, there's got to be more than what we know. He's clearly crazy. He has a huge arrest record. This guy has run-in after run-in after run-in with now the Now, that's true. And he's got a bomb threat going back to 2002 or 2004. Like, this is kind of a thing. 
Like, I wonder if there's more than one, right, that, that he has a, a little bit of this in his record. If I find that there were moments where this guy should have been arrested or should have been in jail or should have been this and he slipped through the cracks, right. like, uh, I'm going to lose my skull. Yeah. On that subject, that's the part that that, yeah. that scares the hell out of me. That there could have been opportunities, or and we're going to find maybe there were opportunities. But in the meantime, I, we, none of this is helping us. None of this is helping anybody. You can't live a life this way where people are so viciously angry. And this is where I am convinced that that media is head in the sand. Brian Stelter, head in the sand. CNN mm-hmm. and and a whole host of others. Shep Smith at Fox. I think a bit of head in the sand right there. I it's think, one thing to say that that Trump's rhetoric, you know, um, doesn't work for a lot of people. Trump on 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 social media doesn't work for for, for me, right? Very uh, sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it's a little bit of a unique kind of. Oh my gosh, this is how his psyche's working. Sometimes like, oh man, I wish you had not gone uh, that direction, right? But CNN doesn't recognize what they're doing. CNN doesn't recognize how they add uh, to this. They actually believe that they are the holier-than-thou ones. It's, they're not the problem. Jeff Zucker came out swinging against uh, President Trump. He's the, president, he's the head of uh, CNN. They, they don't see that when they don't report news, but they uh, engage in, in, in the personal, and, they, and they, go for con- they go for conspiracy theories. And what is this? One of the chirons, you know, the lower third that you see there, uh, on, a, on a TV screen that they engaged was the idea is Trump being presidential right now? Right. What the? What is? What? That's not even a thing. What are we talking about here? That's not for you. That's not a news story. Why? Why go that direction? It's because it's obvious that they hate him and that they continue to tell us that they don't is insulting to us people with minds and have eyes and we can see. I, I think the other question that needs to be asked that no one else will ask but but me. Uh, what makes strip club employees so angry? Go, going back to Jack Ruby for crying out loud! Holy cow! Jack Where Ruby, uh, Stormy Daniels. He 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 went to the assassination of uh, of Jay. I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking questions. Tony Ruby, Katz. who killed J- Lee Did Harvey he, Oswald, who right? who killed uh, the president of the United States, John oh. Kennedy. That's a that's an interesting lighting the f up. I think as April D. Gregory would say. I thought we were going say. back to Denver, where you were at. The <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're going. Where was I? We need some more information for this, and I'm sick of the leftists claiming the high road. Like they are not the ones. They're not shooting congressmen. But it's just making me sick all week to see these leftists acting like. Which is which is part of that fundamental dishonesty. This this is happening. This is happening, and when it, you, you just want it to stop. And you can't decide that it's all one side's fault. Here's the point that, I, that I've been making on air repeatedly. I believe that there is this anger, there's this animus, and there's this violence on all sides. It's that the political right, in its most highest leadership, never condones it. It always gets condemned. The political left has not gone down that road when it has come to Antifa and uh, those protesters, uh, mobs, mobs, uh, regarding Kavanaugh. They have never, never condemned it. Mm -mm. They have never said, this is not who we are. They've all given excuses to it. Well, in fact, Hillary said it's not going to change until we control Congress. The Hillary Clinton statement about the idea of civility, that we'll only have civility when we're in charge, is one of the most 
uncivil or incivil things I may have ever heard. Mm-hmm. Only we can bring civility. These people aren't worth it. It is that it is that few uh, uh, further and a continuing dehumanizing These that is horrible. so ugly. So ugly and awful. Well, I think the only thing you could criticize the right for, at least on the social media, uh, the social media wing of the right wingers that you see, the, the, the Twitter personalities, there were a lot of people that just wanted to automatically think that this was a leftist trying to, to play. Oh, France. yeah. Oh, the whole, oh, this is a false flag. Yeah. I never went down that road. I think what's wrong with just uh, sitting back, uh, putting your feet up and waiting for uh, law enforcement to figure out who did this. But we in this uh, instant uh, news cycle society that we have where everyone has to have a political comment out three seconds after yeah, an incident happened. you got to be happened. first, right? you got to right. be first well, With your hot take. The whole story is so f- suspicious, though. It's so odd and weird that I don't think it's too hard to jump to a... Was this a setup? What's going on? Well, I, I, look, I, I don't think that it would have been surprising to us at all if it had been a lefty. But why not just sit back? I mean, it, it hasn't even been a week. Right. But you you know, know, everybody has to give their opinion. Everybody has to have a hot take on the Internet within three seconds after something like this happens. Yeah. That's that's what the Internet does. That's the what the... Personalities. Oh, gosh. What do I do? What do I do? You're playing, do? you're playing your life. I know. I'm playing. That's weird. Turn your life. I apologize. I did it. Much better. That's Eat, Drink, Smoke, it people. Is. Now, there don't forget iTunes and review, review, review. Give us the review, the five stars on iTunes. Do it immediately, please, if please, please. not sooner. My goodness gracious. That right there is April D. Gregory on Twitter at April D. Gregory. Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook is where you find Fingers Malloy. Find me, of course, Tony Katz Radio. And all the, everything is at TonyKatz.com. And subscribe to the podcast. Review the podcast. And if you don't, April Gregory will come to your house. It's going to be weird. It's going to be really, really weird. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.